Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Mojiella Wodeal. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of the Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Today, Donald Trump has filed an appeal with the Maine Superior Court to remain on the ballot in that state. The Secretary of State of Colorado has petitioned the United States Supreme Court about the Trump ballot issue as well. Two Republican officials have been indicted for failing to register as foreign agents for Qatar. Senator Bob Menendez is hit with a superseding indictment for lobbying for Qatar without registering as an agent. Kim Davis is ordered to pay $260,000 in legal fees for refusing to register same-sex couples in Kentucky. A senior leader of Hamas is killed in Beirut. An armed man broke into the Colorado Supreme Court building and opened fire before surrendering to police. A new lawsuit seeks to remove Representative Scott Perry from the ballot in Pennsylvania. House Republican Bill Johnson is resigning as of January 21st. He's leaving the GOP with a two-vote majority in the House. The U.S. State Department is condemning Israel for their language to seek to resettle Palestinians outside Gaza. And the value of Twitter has fallen 71% since Musk bought it and changed its name. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Womp, womp, 71%. I know, it's almost dropped as much as insulin. (laughs) (laughs) Insulin and the value of Twitter down by 71%. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and the thing that's bumming me out is everybody's giving credit to the pharmaceutical companies for lowering their prices, and it's like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, we did that. You lobby Congress, you make sure then that we've got the, the, the administration we have, the acts that have been passed by a Democratic House, by the way, that was before mm-hmm. the Republicans took over. Lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it was, in fact, the... Uh, lowering of insulin for Medicare patients to $35 that kicked off the domino effect of competition in the market. So we all know, we all know what's really going on and that's all that matters. 
So, you know, happy Wednesday. Yeah, happy way. And it was racism and Nazis that kicked over the domino effect of 71% <laughs> loss in Elon, in Elon Musk's X. Musk's X. Oh, God. It's hard to say. Twitter. It's fucking Twitter. You can tell. I'm like, all right, like it's January 2nd. And today I'm like, all right, news, chill out for a second. It, mm-hmm. it, it was so nice and kind of quiet on Monday. We had a ton of headlines, but... Today was just the floodgates opened back up and 2024 came rolling in uh, with all the news. And we have a lot of it to get to, but we do have some quick hits. So let's do that first. And to make a long story short, too late. First up today, Donald Trump has filed his appeal to the Maine Secretary of State's decision to remove him from the ballot in that state. He filed with the Maine Superior Court. Trump argued the Secretary of State is a biased decision maker who didn't have legal authority to hear the challenges seeking to disqualify him from office when actually she does. It's in the main law. He added that uh, Bellows, that's the Secretary of State's name, should have recused herself from deciding the issue. What? And left it up to what? who? The... (laughs) The law says that the Secretary of State does that in Maine. And he said she failed to give the former president adequate time and opportunity to present a defense. Trump also argued in the filing Tuesday that Bellows failed to provide lawful due process. That's not a requirement in Maine law to go to trial and made multiple errors of law and acted as an arbitrary and capricious manner. And he says he did not engage in insurrection anyhow. And also, Jenna Griswold, Secretary of State of Colorado, has filed petition for cert with the U.S. Supreme Court to weigh in on keeping Trump on the ballot in Colorado. She has to certify those ballots by January 5th. All right. Thanks, A.G. And federal prosecutors allege Senator Bob Menendez accepted race car tickets and other gifts from Qatar as part of years-long corruption scheme with the Gulf nation joining Egypt and another foreign country. The New Jersey Democrat is accused of, by the way, in both of those places of helping while in office. Now, prosecutors allege in the superseding indictment that Menendez's bribery and extortion scheme continued into 2023. Yep. A year longer than initially alleged. Now, the new indictment made public Tuesday amends and replaces the original indictment listing the formal charges against a defendant. Yep, and there's no additional charges here. We're just adding Cutter to the pile of fucking countries he failed to register as a foreign agent for. That guy needs to resign like yesterday. Also, U.S. State Department and my friend Matt Miller, the spokesperson for the State Department, has rejected recent statements from Israeli ministers Bezalel Smotrich and Itmar Ben-Gvir advocating for the resettlement of Palestinians outside of Gaza. The rhetoric, he says, is inflammatory and irresponsible. Uh, Matt Miller goes on to say, we have been told repeatedly and consistently by the government of Israel, including by the prime minister, that such statements do not reflect the policy of the Israeli government. They should stop immediately. We have been clear, consistent, and unequivocal that Gaza is Palestinian land and will remain Palestinian land, with Hamas no longer in control of its future and with no terror groups able to threaten Israel. That is the future we seek in the interests of Israelis and Palestinians, the surrounding region, and the world. Thank you, A.G. Uh, Just a short one here. House Republican Bill Johnson submitted his letter of resignation today to the U.S. House of Representatives effective January 21st. 
That's going to start the next day as Youngstown State University president. That's what he's going to do. Now, his departure leaves the Republicans who are already in disarray in the House with only a two-vote majority. Oops. Um, and Hamas said Tuesday one of its senior leaders has been killed in an attack in the south of the Lebanese capital of Beirut. Hamas media outlet Al-Aqsa TV said Solal Al-Arori, deputy head of the political bureau of Hamas, was, quote, martyred in a treacherous Zionist airstrike in Beirut, unquote. Al-Arori was considered one of the founding members of the group's military wing, uh, the Izad Din Al-Qassam Brigades, and was based in Beirut. So he is gone. Good. And the social media platform X that we just spoke about, as we said, lost 71% of its value since it was mm. bought by Elon Musk, That's, or gifted to, depending on how you really want to read into <laughs> conspiracy theories according to the mutual fund Fidelity. Now, Fidelity, which owns a stake in X Holdings, said in a disclosure obtained by Axios that it had marked down the value of its shares by 71.5% since Musk's purchase. Now, Elon acquired Twitter for about $44 billion in October of 2022, renamed the platform X in July of 2023, and Fidelity's estimate would place the value of X at about $12.5 billion. Now, the number of monthly users of X dropped by 15% in the first year since Musk's takeover, amid concerns, of course, over a rise in hate speech on the platform. Mm, yeah, 71.5%. I round that up to 72%. Personally. That sounds good to me. All right, everybody, we have a ton of news to get to still. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, first up from me. After reading some indictments, a Trump campaign advisor has been indicted in D.C. on information for failing to register as a foreign agent for Qatar. DOJ launched its probe in 2021. Now, information can mean either cooperation or a plea deal or they're, you know, taking a plea. This guy's name is Barry Bennett. He was an unpaid advisor to the Trump campaign. He launched a group called Yemen Crisis Watch basically to embarrass Qatar's rivals like the UAE and Saudi Arabia. He also launched Avenue Strategies with Corey Lewandowski to sell access to Donald Trump. Yemen Crisis Watch ran ads and wrote opinion pieces on Yemen atrocities. And then GOP Kansas Lieutenant Governor Jeff Collier spoke at a congressional briefing about the group. So I'd keep an eye on Collier in the near future here. I'd put a sign him up on my draft him for my fantasy indictment league if I were you. And Doug Watts, another veteran of Ben Carson's 2016 campaign and an ally of Barry Bennett, has also been charged with fairer related violations. Bennett and Watts have entered into deferred prosecution agreements. That's why they're information and not indictments. They have admitted to their conduct. They agree to pay fines, about $250,000. A stay out of any further trouble, no more crimes for 18 months in exchange for not being prosecuted. There is no mention of cooperating with authorities in any other ongoing investigations here. Thank you, AG. This next one's from Rebecca Shabbat at NBC. And it's a little alarming. An armed man broke into the building that houses the Colorado Supreme Court in Denver early Tuesday morning and opened fire inside before surrendering to police. That's according to Colorado State Patrol. Now, the incident resulted in, and I quote, significant and extensive damage to the building. The agency said that in a press release. Authorities don't believe it's linked to previous threats made to the Colorado Supreme Court justices. Now, the ordeal began at about 1.15 a.m. local time. The suspect was involved in a two-vehicle crash 
and pointed a handgun at the other driver. Again, this is from the press release. Now, shortly after that, the man shot out a window outside of Ralph Carr Colorado Judicial Center, which is where the Colorado Supreme Court, Colorado Court of Appeals, and other legal and judicial agencies, they operate. Now, the suspect entered the building and encountered an unarmed security guard. And this is a a quote, the individual held the security guard at gunpoint and demanded access to other parts of the building. That's from the Colorado State Patrol. And they went on to say the individual obtained keys from the security guard and proceeded into other parts of the building and accessed an unknown number of floors. Now, officers in the Denver Police Department and Colorado State Patrol troopers, they responded to the scene and set up a perimeter. The suspect then went to the seventh floor of the building where he fired more shots. And a quote, at approximately 3 a.m., the suspect called 911 and voluntarily surrendered to police. That was, again, from the state patrol. And they went on to say he was placed in custody without further incident. There are no injuries to building occupants, the suspect, or police personnel. Well, Colorado Supreme Court justices have received a flood of threats since they ruled that the former president isn't eligible to appear on the state's Republican primary ballot as a presidential candidate. Well, the FBI said in December that it was working to address and investigate the threats with a spokesperson saying in a statement that the Bureau would pursue investigations of any threat or use of violence committed by someone who uses extremist views to justify their actions, regardless of motivation. And the state's high court, which is composed of seven justices, luckily was closed on Tuesday. And that's according to its website. Yeah. So we will uh, learn more about that. They're saying that it's not linked to the keeping Donald Trump off the ballot. What What is it? What is I it? I find it hard to believe, but that's what they're saying right now, I guess, until he says otherwise and the suspect says otherwise, we won't know. Yeah, well, we'll find out. And from George Stockberger at ABC 27 in Pennsylvania, a lawsuit has been filed in Pennsylvania's Commonwealth Court to remove Republican U.S. House Representative Scott Perry from the 2024 ballot due to the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause. The lawsuit, which was filed on January 2nd by Harrisburg area activist and former congressional candidate Gene Stilp, it calls for Pennsylvania Secretary of State Al Schmidt to remove Perry from the ballot ahead of the spring's 10th congressional district primary. The lawsuit alleges Perry helped push conspiracy theories that the 2020 election was stolen and advanced efforts to replace the attorney general with a Trump loyalist. That would be one Jeffrey Clark. Quote, Scott Perry was a leading proponent of using the January 6, 2021 congressional presidential election certification process to disrupt the transfer of presidential administration from Trump to Biden. That's what the lawsuit says, citing the FBI's seizure of Perry's cell phone records and other accusations made against Perry following the January 6th attack. The lawsuit also requests a referral of information of any possible criminal activity by Scott Perry or any other party, any other party discovered in this case to the Pennsylvania Attorney General for Prosecution. Perry was also subpoenaed by the House January 6th committee, uh, which he called an illegitimate body for information regarding the attack. That sounds like a bad pickup line. (laughs) Perry has not been charged with a crime in connection to the January 6th attack or the efforts to overturn the 2020 election. But remember, his communications from his seized phone that they had probable cause to believe had crimes on it, none of that stuff went over to Jack Smith until like a week and a half ago. So that might be why we haven't seen any charges yet. This should be interesting, given that a federal judge has handed those communications over pursuant to the search warrant, saying they are not covered by the speech or debate clause. All right, A.G., and this last story actually brings me some joy. 
file it under see you next Tuesday. This is from the Associated Press. Kim Davis, the former county clerk who refused to issue marriage licenses in Kentucky to same-sex couples. We all remember Kim Davis. Mm -hmm. Well, yep, she's got to pay a total of $260,000 plus in fees and expenses to attorneys who represented one couple. That's according to federal judge's rule. Now, that is an addition, by the way. That's an addition to $100,000 in damages a jury said the former Rowan County clerk should pay to the couple that actually sued. Attorneys for Davis had argued that the fees and costs sought by the attorneys were excessive. But the U.S. District Judge David Bunning disagreed and said Davis must pay since the men prevailed in their lawsuit. This is from the Lexington Herald Leader of Kentucky. That's what they reported. Now, attorneys for Davis were expected to appeal the ruling. Of course, they are. Davis, I don't know if you all remember. I'm sure you do. But she's the one that drew uh, all that attention when she was briefly jailed in 2015 because she refused, despite the U.S. Supreme Court's legalization of same-sex marriage, to actually issue marriage licenses. And of course, she based her refusal on what? The belief that marriage should only be between a man and a woman. Well, Davis was released only after her staff issued the licenses on her behalf, but removed her name from the form. Kentucky state legislature, they later enacted a law removing the names of all county clerks from state marriage licenses. Yeah. And I, I imagine her appeal will say something like, hey, attorney's fees should only be between a defendant and their lawyer. <laughs> um <laughs> she was such a piece of work, man. Oh, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and fees. Um, no, I don't. I, the, she, fuck her. Good, good. So this couple was awarded a hundred grand. Did you just say fuck her, fuck her, good. <laughs> I think it was an accident, but it was still perfect. It was like fuck her, period. Fuck her, period. Yeah. Good, good, period. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not don't fuck her, good. <laughs> That was up to the uh, judicial branch, actually. Yeah, that's a that's a that's more of a uh, you know le less of a literal and more of a figurative. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they were awarded a hundred grand, and now she has to pay two hundred sixty thousand dollars extra in legal fees. Good, Yay, good. She'll lose her appeal. She's such a terrible person. All right, we have more good news, but we have to take a quick break. Everybody, stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play what the whatever, what's the model of your oxalotl, I think is my new favorite. Thank you for that, coming up with that. Dana. Thank you very much. Sometimes I have a good one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, anything like seriously, should I list everything? Confessions, corrections, shout outs, theses, titles, dissertation titles, booby stories, stuffed animal stories, happy places, holiday photos, baby pictures, frog orgies, um, shit kids say, misheard song lyrics, anything at all you want to send to us. And if you don't have pod pet, Pack, pod pet tax to pay, you can uh, share an adoptable pet in your area. Go just go to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. I will get all my words out today. I, I, I don't yeah, it's eventually, but you know what? They're fun. See, fun words. I'm, I'm in a singing mood today. It's <laughs> she is. You're not that, even hearing what's happening during the edits and the breaks. Because <laughs> of that, Kim Davis makes me happy. All right. So let's kick this off with not that Karen in Colorado, pronouns she and her. In Monday's good news, there was a teacher tired person 
told her cats your whole tagline, which reminded me that I had a dream last night where I was talking to a neighbor who was clearly a MAGA light dude. And as we parted, he said, the first part, take care of yourself and each other, take care of the planet. And together we said, vote blue over Q and take your family with you. Amazing. (laughs) So in my dream, at least we converted one. (laughs) As for pod pet tax, take a guess. One is easier than the other. Look at these babies. Oh my God. They're both so sweet. There's a Benji and a Terrier. Mm -hmm. Those are the official breeds. That's it. Yes. So adorable. Some sort of oodle in there. Yep, I would say so. But look at the Muppet. Because you can always tell the oodles because they're a little Muppet face. Yeah, and they're so soft like gun-stuffed animals, G-U-N-D. Yes, so good. All right, let's see. Mini Golden Doodle. Ah. There you go. Very cute. Maya, her big sister is Chili Dog Yum, and her litter mate's (laughs) DNA said Australian Shepherd, Catahoula Cattle Dog, Pit Bull. What? Mini Schnauzer. Yeah, I think the Mini Schnauzer stands out the most here. And Super Mutt. We can shout out Positive, P-A-W, Positive Restorations Pet Rescue in Colorado. They take the most extreme medical rescues and give them a fighting chance for a good life and a loving family. They need fosters in Colorado. So everyone, go to PositiveRestorations.com, Positive with a P-A-W. I love that. I love the, the, you know, the extreme medical rescues and the the you know animals that nobody wants and then you somebody walks in and, and just their life changes in an instant both the both. person and the pet yep and i love that so much thank you for that these babies are so cute they are the cutest all right this one's from me says what pronouns they them hello my queens hello. you are the first thing i put in my ear holes every morning i already <laughs> love this human i want to thank you so much for doing the work every day for so long allison it's a reminder to all the dreamers writers and creators out there that we realize our dreams by trusting and acting on our passion every oh. day and forming partnerships with good folk. Mm. Finding that special sauce has been hard for me the last few years, and it led to my old velvety friend depression finally pitching a tent here this last year. Antidepressants have helped a little. So has talk therapy. So have my loved ones. But dang it, this old friend of mine is deeply familiar. Likes a lot of the same things I do, and just between us, they're codependent as fuck. So it's been slow going. Mima, what a beautiful way to talk about this. I know, what incredible My writer. goodness. Yep. The, uh, your interview with Dr. Gold is the holiday refried beans was like a solstice miracle. She talked about how stressful the pre-vax COVID times and said, it's really okay just to give yourself a, a mulligan for those months. <laughs> it's okay to have them not count. Mm. I kind of had a moment right then and there at my kitchen sink. F it. I thought I tried it on for size. And it fit. 2023 was a mulligan year. Now you wouldn't believe the progress I've made in just a week. Thank you, Mima. I am so happy to hear that. You've got a family here. Reach out. Mm. It's a community. And I'm glad there are things that are helping. Truly, truly, truly. And hopefully these kitties are also helping. Incredibly written. When you say that you're a a dreamer, writer, creator, I hope you're a writer. Because this is just, just so fantastically said. Absolutely. Did you hear the nice word use men I just structured? That's why I'm not a writer. <laughs> That's why we leave it up to me, Ma. What you said, good words, me says. <laughs> uh, but these, look at these kitties. So sweet. Adorable. Adorable. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. That, that truly means a lot to me. 
Next up is from Anonymous, pronouns he and him. I was recently accepted into a NIH study, I think that's the National Institute of Health, to test if a drug that is used to treat myelofibrosis and thrombocytopenia can also help with GVHD. GVHD is graft versus host disease, which happens after people receive a transplant from another person, which in my case was bone marrow after chemo for adult acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Who A-L-L. I have symptoms that affect my legs and eyes, which limit my ability to work and function in daily life. And if this drug works, it can mean that I can get back to normal and work. Also, if the study goes well, someday others with GVHD will have a new drug their doctors can prescribe to help them. Attached is a photo of my dog, Goldie. She's a rescue I got a few months before my cancer diagnosis, and she's one of the few ways I still find joy in my life. Look at this beautiful, beautiful pup. Gorgeous. Oh, Anonymous, that has to be really, really difficult. Um, but, I, you know, there's nothing more um, selfless than taking part in these medical studies so yeah. that you can further the body of knowledge. Um, incredible, just truly incredible. And thank you for doing that. Absolutely. I'll take these next two. They're very short. This one's from Alicia Burkle. I recognize that name, Me pronoun too. she and her. <laughs> yep. Alicia says, thank you for covering the HB 68 veto by Governor DeWine. I was the mom quoted in the AP story. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love that you're a Beans listener, the whole family. Actually, this whole family looks familiar. I wonder if I've seen them at an HRC gallery. Look at this. Hmm. She's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. The Burkles. Yep. Amazing. Thank you for doing that, Alicia. Wow. Yep. Thanks for fighting the good fight. All right. This next one's from Anonymous, pronoun she and her. Love you both. And thank you for f fighting the good fight for all of us. That was bizarre. <laughs> My tiny farm had two calves to our only two cows, and they had the same daddy. Their granddaddy was our first bottle baby bull. Pod Pet Tax, try to name Cow Now. Cow Now uh, is a cow. <laughs> that's, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a dairy cow because I think that's a thing. I think I think that's gotta be. But it, it's not right? what this is. Nope, nope, not a dairy cow. Uh, not pure anything, but actually cross of Holstein and Angus. There you go. But adorable, nonetheless. I mean, this is like Aristotle's perfect form of a cow. If I think of a cow, <laughs> and it's really cute. It's just the black and white yep. little moo that I want to pet and looks very soft. Congratulations. All right. Our final submission today is from Joy, pronoun she and her. Dear Queens of Beans, I have two points to share that are amazingly good things to me. First, in the past nine months, I have whittled my news consumption down from all the hours on MSNBC between Nicole and Stephanie, generally about eight hours, to no cable news and only MSW podcast as my primary source of current events in politics. Wow. When he first got indicted, I stopped my Sling subscription, turned to independent journalists like Glenn Kirshner, Brian Tyler Cohen, the Midas Touch folks, etc. But through it all, Daily Beans has been my go-to daily news fix, with Jack and Cleanup giving me the long, deep dives. Recently, I've stopped the videos, too. I can't stand to look at that fucker. And I'm devoting all my energy to a new passion, which is good news point number two. I met a new friend last fall at the Northwest Tarot Symposium in Portland, Oregon. And when we learned we lived within 15 miles of each other, we agreed to meet. Shortly thereafter, the idea for the Gresham Tarot Club was born, 
And we have our first meeting this coming Wednesday, January 3rd. No, tarot, astrology, energy healing, and other woo-woo topics are not for everyone, but nothing is, really. And this is one way we can spread love in the world. I've been so inspired by this project because we can support the concept of third space and socializing face-to-face locally. I'm not a member of a church, and this is potentially filling a hole I didn't realize I had in my life. Gresham is Portland-adjacent, so if you're in the area and want to join us, learn about tarot and receive a free reading, it is free. Look us up on Facebook, and you'll get all the dates and times for our January meetings. Thanks for all you do. For Pet Tax, here is Indigo, plotting his next adorable bit of naughtiness. Oh, look at this baby. Now, this, would this be a red merle or a blue or a red blue merle? Because this is absolutely beautiful puppers. I'm so sweet. Australian Shepherd. Joy, when I was 16, uh, let's see. Well, it was earlier on at, you know, at some, I think it was, we were getting ready for Easter dinner and we were going around the table talking about what we were going to give up for Lent. And I said, this religion, I don't like it anymore. And that's when my grandma pulled me aside and gave me a tarot deck. Oh, wow. And she's like, we are Wiccans, Irish, and on the women's side, all the way back. Don't tell your dad. And because this is my dad's mom. Oh my God. And, and so I, I taught myself how to read tarot cards. And uh, when I was like 16, I used to come to San Diego from Phoenix. Like I would visit a friend of mine did drag here in San Diego. His name was Michael Davis. He does, he, I think his, he does hair in Hollywood now. His last big project was the lead actress on Glee. Oh, wow. Uh, he was her key hair. But he was the best Marilyn in town. And so he would sneak me in at 16 and 17 years old to... Uh, lips and number one on fifth to see drag shows at, at bars. That was it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my whole life, my little young life the, up to that point. And I would stay at this really, really super shady place called the Friendship Hotel <laughs> across the street over in Hillcrest. And it was like $17 a night, Dana. Oh, wow. And I would sk- spend my days at Soho Tea and Coffee reading tarot and playing guitar. And if I oh. made another $17, I got to stay another night and I would spend my summers in San Diego doing that. I'm I'm also very confused. I would have thought you were a lesbian from that story, but clearly <laughs> you're like, I used to play the guitar and read tarot cards and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. There's questions. People yeah, have there- questions. <laughs> <laughs> There's been questions. They haven't been answered. That's okay, everyone. Oh, uh, I adore you. I even had a song, a, a parody of uh, everybody thought I was gay, right? I had a, I, so I wrote a parody song to "Creep" by Radiohead because I, you know everyone thought I was gay, and I was like, "Why?" And and I said, "Cause I drive a Jeep, it's a Laredo," and I would just go <laughs> this whole nice. Thing about and you know, I had a motorcycle for a long time, and I, you know, yeah. I'm telling you, maybe we just missed you. Like we were so close, and then someone swooped in, and you were like, "Nope, strictly dickly." <laughs> strictly <laughs> By the dickly. way, I don't know what is wrong with me today, but like, I'm starting hot, and we're leaving hot. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <sighs> All right, yeah. No, I, I think I've told some someone before. You know, the people people who are like, oh, well, you choose this lifestyle. Gay people choose this lifestyle. I'm like, you really think I choose to be a heterosexual? I think that's my choice to have to right. date my number one predator. Oh, my God. I always ask, oh, Allison, 
Yeah. <laughs> I always ask when people made their decision to be straight, when did you choose to be heterosexual? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So when did ridiculous. it hit you that you were straight? My friend Julie Goldman, who's a, a brilliant comedian, some of you might know her from yeah. People's Couch on Bravo, but um, and some other things, some guest roles in a bunch of shows. But she wrote a song basically, and it's like, if, if being gay is a choice, it's the best choice I've ever made. Ah, beautiful, yeah. fantastic. All right, that's our show. Um, <laughs> it's been an interesting day. <laughs> I just looked at my watch. Like, f- there's nothing. Like, nothing happened. I wasn't. Like that was mostly just for effect, but none of you got to see it because this nope. is a podcast. That's right. Um, but Dana did. And so that's what matters to me. Uh, we'll be back in your ears tomorrow. And also a new episode of Clean Up on Aisle 45 comes out tomorrow. It's a great episode. I hope you get a chance to listen to it. And if you've been on the fence about becoming a patron, uh, I'm going to be sending out the RSVPs here uh, shortly. Uh, I'll give you the exact date I send them out. And that's for our patron meetup, our meet and greet on April 20th in DC. Dinner and drinks, mocktails and cocktails are on me. Uh, And Pete and Andy McKay will be there. Pete will be there. Harry Dunn, Danny Hodges, um, Olivia Troy, Glenn Kirshner. It's going to be a blast. It sure is. Uh, So, you know, and and not only do you get stuff like that, but we're going to be, I'm going to be doing some live shows uh, we got coming up in June, May, June, July, Philly, New York, Chicago, Boston, DC. So we look forward to that. You get VIP, early VIP meet and greet access tickets if you're a patron. Plus you get these episodes early and ad free and you're supporting independent journalism and women owned journalism. And that is just, that's a small way to help democracy. Um, and personally, in in my little humble opinion. So thank you to our current patrons. And if you're thinking about signing up, you can do it at patreon.com slash Muller She Wrote. We really appreciate you. Do you have any final thoughts, my friend? I know you got some cool shows coming up. I saw your thing, uh, like, because uh, we've been talking about your Tampa show, and I, fi- I saw the flyer for it. It's outstanding. Yeah. Oh, they, I didn't even make it. But yeah, uh, Tampa, it, and I apologize. If, if you're in Tampa and you've been trying to get tickets to this show, the link on my website I found out today was incorrect. <laughs> I'm really much better at this. And it's not my fault. Apparently, the improv has changed to the funny bone. And so they're in transition. No pun intended there. And um, I have now have the correct link on my website. So if you're trying to get tickets to Tampa at that four o'clock show on January 28th, the correct link is now on my website. Tickets are going fast. So make sure you get them. Four o'clock show. Brilliant, by the way. Right. More artists need to have early ass shows for my old ass because I like to be in bed by 830. And it's still dark in the comedy club. So as long as the lights are off, we're good. (laughs) Yeah. Comedy during the day is weird. Yeah. It's like having sex with the lights on. It's awkward for everyone, (laughs) but we're going to get through it. Yep, other shows. That was an awkward pause. <laughs> other shows. Leave it in there. Uh, that was a. I've got other shows, as you know, lots of galas coming up with the Human Rights Campaign and Lambda Legal, as well as the Child Rescue Coalition in Fort Lauderdale. And I also have a couple of uh, more comedy shows on the books um, that I've been mentioning. One's going to be in Bend, Oregon on Friday, March 8th. Solo tickets can be found on my website link as well and Fort Lauderdale. So I've got two shows in Florida because fuck that. I'm going to say gay and lesbian and trans and bi and DeSantis could suck it. So go buy tickets and let's cause a ruckus. <laughs> yeah. And use that steamboat Willie uh, Mickey Mouse because there's no more a trademark. <laughs>
Steamboat Willie also sounds like some weird porn name. It really does. Like, would you give her an alligator fuckhouse or a Steamboat Willie? Yeah, it does. Sound, it does sound really odd, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, oh man! And you will be at DC on on April twentieth, unless, of course an HRC gala comes up because of course those take priority for you for hosting those galas. You absolutely have to host those, but yeah, if there's no gala, or- yep. Could be any organization, but right now I'm supposed to be with you in DC mm-hmm. for April 20th. Mm-hmm. Is it April 20th or the 21st? Cause I don't remember it being 420, but it's 420 maybe dude, it is 420. All right. Saturday and Saturdays are, are a hot bed night for time. galas. So, you know, a gala might True. come up, but so far right now, doom. we're good. Dane's yep. going to be there. All right, everybody. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. What is tomorrow? Thursday? (laughs) Wednesday for us. Thursday for you. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Take care of your family, chosen or otherwise. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone with you. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for the Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>